Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Give it a real good go against Premier League opposition, but fall just short as Norwich City progress to the next round of the FA Cup. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendes and on this evening's show we'll be looking back at this afternoon's FA Cup tie with Norwich City. The Addicts fall into a 1-0 defeat at the Valley but that doesn't come anywhere near telling the full story. Charlton played really well, spurned a few opportunities and the basement boys in the Premier League Norwich City just found a winning goal with 10 minutes uh, left on the clock, Charlton unable to uh, get back into it after that, despite hitting a crossbar right at the end. So we'll look back at that game. Let's hear uh, from uh, the people joining us on the show. First up, Mr. Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nathan? Living the dream, mate. Oh, Living the dream. Absolute pleasure. I spent all day with you today. We had breakfast yep. together. We did the commentary on Radio London together. Mm. And now you're doing this with me. You can't, I'm getting sick of you. Oh, I thought something else was going to come about. Then. I thought you were going to say you enjoyed your day and you can't wait to do it again. But um, yeah, no, it's been a good day, mate. 
Good day. Uh, just a shame about the uh, result, which obviously we're going to talk about more. But um, yeah, I think a positive day. I think I'll, I'll take the positives out today. Yeah, I know yeah. some are going to take the negatives, but you know, that's life. Talking about negatives, you're not getting back into your photography career again, are you? Nathan, Nathan became the photographer to the stars today when he was uh, Ian Abraham, the moose from TalkSport. He was the one who got to take a photo of him today. Such an honour. And also joining us, uh, Mr. Welshie Wallin. Tom Wallin, how are you doing, Tom? All good, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, enjoyed your tweet after the game that's saying Norwich are really bad, even worse than you were expecting. I mean, uh, just so bad. So bad. I mean, I know we lost the game, but yeah, they were awful. Yeah, I mean, so are we, are we implying that we could also finish bottom of the Premier League based on what we've seen so far? Uh, we'd do better. We'd give it a better go than they have this season, that's for sure. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So on to the uh, tonight's show then. Uh, we will hear the highlights from Charlton TV of that FA Cup tie uh, with Norwich City. We'll hear, of course, from the Addicts manager, uh, Johnny Jackson. I was uh, able to have a quick chat with him pitch side after the game. Uh, hear his thoughts on the performance uh, and the uh, injuries to Connor Washington and uh, Jaden Stockley, who are both uh, missing uh, today. We've got Ryan Innes as well, the big defender, back in the side again today. Uh, thought he played really well, uh, even after picking up a, a booking early on. He put in some wonderful challenges. Uh, I spoke to him after the game. Got some interesting stuff from Ryan about his contract as well. So make sure uh, you tune in to that at the end. And of course, we've got your uh, tweets and your emails as well to come. So plenty to get your teeth into on Charlton Live this evening. And before, uh, Nathan, we hear the highlights. I mean... We gave it a good old go there today. You know, Norwich City side in the Premier League. It went reasonably strong, uh, but we forced them to have to go even stronger at half-time and bring on the likes of Timmy Puki because we, we ran that game in the first half. Oh, a million percent. I think um, I went into the game with the sort of mindset that it was a free hit. Um, sort of the pressure was on Norwich a little bit. Um, and I think we... we we dominated play. We wanted it more. We won our, won our individual battles, and and we just kept getting in in down the side, which we needed to. You know, we've come back and Grant Hanley, two experienced physical centre halves. You're not gonna. We're not with Leco and Mason Burstow up front. You're not gonna win those aerial battles. Although there was a few times that Mason did win them. Uh, they're physical players, and and yeah, we just kept, kept kept getting in down the side and forced you know Dean Smith changing at half time, like you say, bringing on a new left back. Um, but even that, even when they did that, they you know they didn't really gain much of a foothold in the game, and the the moment was decided by the you know the composure of Timo Puki, and um, and then yeah, we had a little bit of a flurry, a little bit of um, a bit at the end. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, really positive performance. Yeah, I know we lost and I know it's another game we haven't scored, but sometimes you've got to sit back and go, do you know what? <laughs> Apart from it, that, that bit of luck falling for us, we couldn't really have done any more, really. Mm. And, and and as Nathan says, you take the positives from today's game, Tom, and you will also look at the negatives, the fact that we're not, we didn't score a goal, which again has be- just become a little bit of a of uh, an underlining thing after our performances recently. But, I mean, you can't be harsh after a game like that against the Premier League side, can you? I don't think so. No, I think we come out of that with total credit. And you mentioned the the two strikers that are out just at the start of the show. And I think I'd like to think if either of them were in that side today, I think we go on and we win that game, to be honest, because we had a couple of chances in that first half. And likes of Stockley or Connor probably put them away. Uh, and I don't mean any disrespect to someone like Mason Burstow coming in, by the way, because obviously very young. Uh, and I thought actually he handled himself very well and handled the occasion well. I just think sometimes you need that experience and that clinical finishing that, that we were lacking. I thought apart from that, Nath spot on. There were large parts of that game. 
particularly the start of that second half and large parts of that first half where we totally dominated them. We moved the ball around better than they did. Um, and all of that is still there. And that's that's a positive. Um, you know, I thought the link-up play was good. The midfield looked good. You mentioned Innes at the start. I thought he was magnificent. Um, so there's plenty of positives coming in. And, and the likes of... Well, I say the likes of Crew and Cheltenham shouldn't give us as good a game, but to be honest, they might be might be better because I was so so in, in sort of disappointed or embarrassed for Norwich fans really because they were so poor. But you know we're out of the cup now. I mean, league was always our priority anyway, um, and yeah, we just we've said it several weeks now. We need we need strikers, um, and and once we've got strikers back, well, hopefully some new ones in the building uh, and. Uh, Connor and, and Jaden back up top. I'm sure the goals will come back. So again, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. Lovely stuff. Well, let's have a listen to the highlights then of a, a really entertaining day at the Valley, the FA Cup tie against Norwich. On Charlton TV, your commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. With Lico just got a heavy touch and allowed Quebec to bring it forward. And Norwich will spring. They've got five men in this attack. What a oh, great tackle by Innes. Fantastic challenge by Ryan Innes. He's hurt himself. But what a challenge that was. And then Gilby finds Lee on the left-hand side. Going to cut in on his right. Gets the shot away. Oh! Past the post. Super move from Charlton. Started by Ryan Innes' tackle. Gilby then finds Lee cut back in on his right. And he was inches away from curling into the left-hand corner. Henderson. Kick forward towards Innes on this left-hand side. Innes jumps. Perrinson flicks it on. And Elliot Lee will get on the end of this for Charlton on the left-hand side. Lee with the ball in the box towards Lee. Go! We couldn't score with his left foot from about five yards out. Oh. <laughs> what a chance that is. Innes with the faintest of touches from the clearance by Anderson, but the ball from Purrington to pick out Lee was a great one over his head. Lee spotted Lico running into the edge of the six-yard box, picked him out perfectly, and Lico got underneath it and sent it into the Jimmy Seed stand. It's a great opportunity. Purrington takes all the way back to Ryan Innes. Draws forward to Perrant and keeps it in. Lee out towards Burstow. Nice one too. Elliot Lee inside to Gilby. Gilby thinks about a shot. Goes for it. Crew oh! parries it and somehow goes over the bar. Gilby <laughs> struck it well enough. It just bounced in front of Crew. Almost carried it over the crossbar in the end. When the shot came away, you thought, uh, straight down Crew's throat. It'll be an easy one to deal with. Crew managed to make an easy shot. Look at an absolute worldie. Inside to Sorensen. Across to McLean, who collects, thinks about a shot, goes for it, it's a powerful effort. It's over the bar, and Charlton would have been happy for McLean to hit it from there, but he did catch it well, Kenny McLean. Trusting, it goes to take the cross, and there's the half-time whistle. And while there's a little bit of frustration (laughs) at the end of that first half, so far, so good for Johnny Jackson, his Charles side. Looking for some support, goes back to Dobson. Dobson towards Lee, that's a lovely control, Lee across, saved by Krull, back out to Elliot Lee, the ball away, up towards Burstow, does well to get there, ahead of Hanley, Burstow, needs support, Burstow will go for goal, he did have Lico to his left, did have Jarosimi to his right, had a shot in the end, <laughs> was over the bar, oh, you, you could write the stories yourself if that had found the top left hand corner, what a strike, not a million miles away, Norwich left hand side, Ball across to Pukki. It lays it off and it's a shot which almost wrong-footed Henderson. And that's Norwich's best chance. McLean with the effort and Henderson in the end. It was fairly comfortable for the Charlton goalkeeper. Shika. It's a lovely run by Sargent. Sargent inside the parents here. Cuts back. Sargent 
Looking for some support, goes for goal and drags it miles wide and really should have done better. Oh, that's that's the best opening for Norwich. Great defending by Jason Pearce, so didn't commit. Held him Got up slightly beyond him. Can he keep it in? Yes, he can. Davison on the left. Still in possession, looking for support. Ball out to the edge of the box and Lee. Edge of the penalty area, looking to shape for a shot. Over the bar and into the cover then. But Davison's really made an impact since coming on. And that's what is really good to see. It's a young player. As I said, it's had a bit of a difficult week and it's come on and has made a difference getting to the ball sure, first. Nico's looking for it. Oh, they almost took it off Paul's feet. He manages to get the, headed, the clearance away. Parrington can only head it to Sargent. Then McLean finds Pukki and he's gone beyond Jason Pearson. He's into the penalty area, Pukki. Henderson comes out, ball across to Rashika. Easy goal. That was really undeserved, Hell. Has to be said, but... The danger sign on that side was coming. We've done exactly what I was just talking about. When the ball comes forward, the diagonal ball one, two players are committing. I think it was Perrington again and, and maybe Gunter who've committed trying to get to the ball first. And that just leaves space behind. Just let them hit it and pick up the second ball. You not always have to get to that first ball. Six additional minutes. Free kick comes in. Deep looking for Pierce. Gets his head there. Back across. And it's out. Oh. It gets the post. Lee with the header against the crossbar rather oh, agony for John <laughs> so close to getting back on level terms and it's away for a goal kick I don't believe it it's Perrington with the header it's off the bar is it Perrington I beg his pardon I think it was Perrington Pierce wins the initial header and he's just hit the bar comes back and Lee tries to speculative overhead kick when Blackett Taylor was there to potentially hit the target I mean Charlton couldn't have come closer today Tim. they oh, really field. couldn't too pooky turns into the area but the referee says enough's enough And the game is over. Charlton's foray into the FA Cup is also over. As this third round tight ends in a win for the visitors. But Charlton doesn't tell the story of the game by any stretch. Oh, Nathan, how agonising was that header onto the crossbar from Ben Purrington? Oh, we both we were out of our seats. We thought it was in. Yeah. Oh, it's... I don't know. I mean, it was just that... It's, it sort of screened a little bit of... QPR, but you know when it sort of went back to Dills and then Dills clipped it in the box and, you know, and then I think when, when Innes went off, I was a bit concerned about our set pieces because obviously we lost that sort of, that superior height advantage uh, with Innes there. But yeah, Poet and again popping up, had good, I thought he had a good game today, Poet. And so he had uh, popped in, hit the bar and, I, and then Lee tried the overhead kick and then Corey was there that probably would have had a go at him saying I could have had an easy tap in, but... It wasn't to be. Um, sometimes it falls to you, sometimes it doesn't. And um, But yeah, it was... Oh, I don't know what I would have done if that went in, because I just seem to... to I always, I always seem to, to have games like that, well, the last-minute goals. The, the BBC would have had to publish that <laughs> if that had gone in. Um, Tom, you know, the, the game... I'd, I'd listened back to the first five minutes, and I thought, well, we were on the back foot for a, a couple of minutes, but only that, and then we really grew into it. And we felt like the side in the first half that looked like they were going to break the deadlock. And we had, we had two or three chances, which will come to shortly, but the performance was, was so encouraging. And what about, I mean, George Dobson in the middle, every time Norwich came forward, they found a George Dobson shaped wall in the, in the way. Yeah. Him and him and Ryan, uh, I know Ryan made a couple of brilliant tackles. And as you say, Dobson just shielding that back four or back five uh, has done that now for pretty much ever since Jacko came in. I, th- I thought he was again, exceptional today. And, yeah, it's like a very a very basic way of me judging a, a half a football there because I sit up at the covered end 
is how much of the game has been played kind of at our end of the pitch. And that first half, the ball was very rarely down our end. As you say, that first five minutes, um, which you expect, you know, they are a Premier League team. Um, they had a bit of the ball. But after that, so much of the game was taking place either in the middle of the pitch or in that down towards the, the Jimmy Seed. Um, which shows, you know, I know possession was pretty much 50-50, but territory-wise, it just seemed like like that was the case. And obviously, it proved because at half-time, as you said earlier, Dean Smith was forced into that, that triple change just to try and shake things up. And I see a few people say we didn't really create f- enough clear-cut chances, and obviously that's the case because we didn't win the game. But again, our, our possession and the way we're playing and the way we're moving the ball is, is very, very good and hasn't really changed I don't think, since Jacko came in. I think that level has always been there. It's just the, the lack of goals in these recent few weeks. Uh, and that's because we've had our, our strikers out. So, yeah, I was just not really worried at any point in that first half that we were going to concede. And considering we were playing a Premier League team, however bad they were, that was, you know, I wasn't expecting to feel that way, which was encouraging. I thought that was the best I've seen from Elliot Lee for a few games, Nathan. You know, he has... Um has moments in, in every game, but I feel perhaps he'd been a bit more quiet over the last few weeks. But I mean, he, he was the one who had, had Charlton's first real opportunity when he, he cut in with that curler that whistled just wide and, and, and he was always busy, never ne- never stopped running in, in the game. And I thought I thought he was really good today. Yeah, Luke popped up in a load of good good positions in, that, um, in, in the game today. And I think also, you know, the, the, the midfield you know, with Gilby and uh, Dobbo as well, which just look a lot more fluid now and there's a lot more energy. Uh, they get around, they can get around the pitch a lot easier, which at the beginning of the season, we weren't really doing that. We, we used to have two sitters or, and we was more or less inviting us, you know, the pressure on, you know, with, with Dobbo playing quite deep with Watson sometimes and then Morgan was that bit more advanced, but we just looked, we just wasn't fluid enough and, what that what that does is it gives Elliot a platform to get into those pockets of spaces and yeah he was so close with that shot but when he's on the ball he offers that something you know he offers something different and he can pop up in any sort of space and can start attacks and build it build it from there so yeah no, I was really impressed with Elliot today and because um, it's hard you know it's because in that position there's going to be a lot of times where he's going to be man marked because they know what sort of skill he has at, at this level and he's a good player at this level so yeah impressive from Elliot today yeah and he was the one of course who set out that massive chance for Jonathan Lico um and, and the that was the difference, I guess, between the two sides is that when Jonathan had that chance here in the first half, he didn't put it away. But when Norwich City had the chance in the second period, they, they don't miss those ones. Yeah, you you look at the, the players that they had up top at that point. Um, you know, Timu Puki, we've seen him do it time and time again in the, in the championship. And uh, he's had his moments in the Premier League as well. Um, and obviously that composure for him to just slot it across. Uh, and we, as you say, just lacked that, that final thing, which is the same thing we saw against... Uh, Wickham last week same thing we had down at Plymouth just before Christmas and as I say I'm not worried because I don't think our standard uh, in terms of our football has dropped at all it is just that final that final third and as I say I don't I don't blame Burstow because he's he's young and and Lico Leco isn't I still don't know technically if he is a forward really he's more of a wide player so Look, we're struggling for strikers. We all know it. And and as I say, until one of those other two or both of them are back fit or we sign somebody else, we're gonna we're gonna have to make do. And and unfortunately, we talk about the likes of Gilby or, or Lee having a better game, they're not weighing in with enough goals yet, um, from midfield and from wide areas as well. DJ, for example, hasn't got a lot either. So we are having to rely on those two up top and when they're both out injured, 
ultimately that's going to make it a lot tougher and, and that's what's proved the last three games. So, yeah, that was, as you say, the, the difference really. I think that was really the only decent chance. I know Henderson then went on to make a couple of saves later on, but really that came against the run of play because that first 20 minutes of the second half, 15 minutes of the second half, we had been absolutely dominating um, and just couldn't couldn't get the ball in the net and they have one counter-attack and, and that was that. Um, so, yeah, frustrating really because it just felt like they didn't deserve it at all, I didn't mm. think. Yeah, and we, we spoke about the sort of side that, that Norwich put out and there were five changes coming into it from the, their last game in the Premier League where they, where they got beat at Palace. But, I mean, three of them between them had already made basically an entire season's worth of Premier League appearances so far this season. Now, if that includes uh, Tim Krull, the goalkeeper, uh, who had a lucky old escape uh, with that shot from Alex Gilby, which he somehow shoveled over the crossbar. But it's it's, it's not like, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about a performance here that was against the Norwich City under-14s. I mean, th- this was a, a fairly strong Norwich City side. And all right, then they're, they're not a very good Premier League side. But if they're in the Championship, the likelihood is they'd be in the top six. They, they tend to win it most times they're in it. So th- that that's sort of where you need to gauge this. This was certainly against a team that is should be better than we are. And, and we played just as well as they did. If not, well, I think yeah, but we played better than they did. Yeah, 100%. I think with, with Norwich, and yeah, it probably wasn't their, you know, their best 11 if you can call it that but like you say you've got Tim Krulls an experienced goalkeeper played in the Premiership a lot and international level Kabaka was at Liverpool a couple of years ago and and obviously Grant Hanley who's an experienced player at certainly at least Championship and he's played in the um, in the Premier League for obviously Blackburn and Norwich so yeah the, you can only play what's in front of you and you know we've got to remember you know, the, person, the guy who scored Rashika was, what, nine, ten million pounds signing from Bremen or something, or a third of Bremen. So they've got they've got premiership quality in that team, Timo Puki, you know. So, yeah, but and I, like I said earlier, we can go out and, you know, keep have our uh, heads held high, I think, 100%, because it's not easy to do that. And we've got to remember, we're in League One. We're going to have a lot of League One sort of players if we didn't we'd be in league one <laughs> or we would you know be championship or try to be in the premiership ourselves so we've got to take a lot of heart from it and try and t- I know it's disappointing we lost and I know we didn't score but I think sometimes you just have to sit back and just let it cool down a minute have a cup of tea and then just sit back and go do you know what we have a good go there we got to burst into park life there um the I mean one of those players we, we can talk about from a charting point of view Mason Burstow uh, with those injuries to, to Connor and Jaden, which we'll, we'll, we'll hear about from Jacko later, he was thrown into the side. And actually, I think we saw everything from him that we wanted to. We saw exactly the sort of promise we got. We saw him causing a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, he was a real handful up there. Uh, had a, had that long range shot that for a second, it looked like it was arrowing in uh, to the top corner. Then at the same time, I think we also saw why he doesn't play League One week in, week out, starting just yet, because he tired towards the end, made a couple of uh, naive decision-making like which you'd expect from a from an eighteen year old striker, but I mean, what potential we've got there, and and I'd say overall, what a good display as well. Definitely, yeah, he did himself proud. I thought he's obviously only really seen him in in brief cameos so far, but to go up against, as you just said there, someone like Grant Hanley, who's full of full of experience and is a kind of a no nonsense defender, uh, and I thought he handled handled himself very well for for someone so young. He. Um, as you say, caused them trouble. He's quick. He works hard. He chases the ball down. You said a bit earlier. I think he won a couple of headers as well when the balls were played long. Uh, and as you say, it was maybe just that decision making, which again for a young player that does take a little bit of time to come. 
Um, but he wasn't afraid to have a shot. You mentioned that long-range one. There was another one where he kind of got down and, and shot across goal. So, yeah, he's not prepared. Uh, sorry, not scared to have a go. And, and that sort of confidence is is encouraging as well. So, yeah, I hope when he came off, he was he was proud of his display. You're right, he did start to get a little bit tired. And again, as a youngster, that's maybe not a surprise. Um, but he's not someone we want to have to rely on and he shouldn't have to be relied upon uh, too often. So once we know a little bit more about Connor and Jaden and, and whether we can get any business done, you know, I'd expect that he will uh, sort of be a bit, a bit part player this season and I think that's right for him. Uh, not because I don't think he's good enough, but because, as I say, we shouldn't be relying on somebody of that age. But yeah, he should be very proud of his display today because I thought he was, he was excellent and, and really caused them a lot of trouble up there. Yeah, we should just mention the goal, I guess, for the visitors, Rashika, uh, tapping in from close range. It's all really about Timu Puku who came off the bench. And, you know, he's, he's a headline striker in in the Premier League. And, and Norwich had to bring him on to make a difference. You know, I mean, that just goes to show how seriously Dean Smith saw he had to take it, particularly in the second half. He it, it didn't bring him on, that, you know, with 10 minutes to go chasing the game, he brought him at half-time. So I think that speaks for itself, really, on, on how... Dean Smith thought the game was going, and yeah, it's it, and that's and that's what won him the game was that little bit of quality, that little bit of composure from Timu Puki to square it for Rashika to tap in. Um, but again, we, I felt you know even in the second half we were the only team that were going to score. I felt, as Tom mentioned earlier, I felt reasonably comfortable, which is a bit weird me saying that considering they yeah I know they're bottom in the Premier League, but they're the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think um, that that bit of quality showed for him and has, has got him into the next round. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we had that little bit of composure in the final third, it could have been a totally different story. But we didn't on the day um, and agree with Tom. I thought Mason carried himself very well. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in fairness, you had Davison on the bench. Could he have Davison started ahead and Mason to um, come off the bench? But I thought Mason probably done he done well in the... The uh, pepperoni Hawaiian trophy, or whatever it's called. So, yeah, no, I thought he carried himself well. When it, unfortunately for us, it was just that little bit of quality from the old Pookie up top. That's obviously won it. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, let's hear then the thoughts of the Addicts manager, uh, Johnny Jackson. I spoke to him pitch side after the game. He agreed that his team gave it a real go. Yeah, they did. I thought we was the better team, to be honest, from from the majority of the game, and uh, certainly had the better chances in the game. We was front foot dominant for large parts, but you know we're out of the cup and it's disappointing because uh, I feel like it's an opportunity missed today. I really do. So just that Premier League quality showing that Norwich probably only really needed one chance, and, and Charlton had three or four that went begging. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that, that's that's been the difference today. Uh, you know, we've we've created a lot of chances, situations, uh, but we haven't been able to capitalise. We've won the ball back in great areas because of our press and. Uh, the way we set up to go and win it back, I think it worked perfectly. And uh, that's credit to the lads that, that they implemented that. But then it's about what do you do with it when you do win it back. And we've got, to, we've got to have that ruthlessness that we're just obviously lacking a little bit at the minute because they've had very few chances. But one of the ones that they have had, they've managed to stick away, haven't they? So. It was a real cup tie atmosphere inside the panel. I guess a lot of that fed, was the fans feeding off the fact that your, your team was so in the faces of Norwich in the early stages. Yeah, absolutely. And it always happens when you give them something to, to, you know, to cling to and uh, you show that fighting spirit, they get behind you. And, and they've done that for, throughout the 90 minutes and then my players fed off that as well. And uh, it was a really good game, really good game, really good atmosphere. I'm really proud 
uh, of the performance. So you were missing... But, sorry, yeah, yeah, but I'll, I, I've lost, and uh, we've lost. Uh, and that rankles because I don't like it, and I don't think we deserved it. But we, need, we, you know, we should have done more. We'll come on to Connor in a minute because he was missing, but Mason Burstow came in, ran up top for, for an hour. What did you make of him today? It's a great, great opportunity for a young man like him. Yeah, I was really pleased with him. I was really pleased for him that... I gave him the opportunity uh, to go and start a game like that. I mean, what an experience for the lad, and he didn't he didn't let me down. I knew he wouldn't. I thought, yeah, he ran his socks off. I think he was cramping up again by the end, but, uh, you know, that's to be expected in a, on an occasion like this. Um, and, he, yeah, he'd done great. Uh, him, him and Lico, you know, they really uh, called, you know, caused a few problems for him and was a, was a real handful, obviously, with with the other two guys missing it, gave, gave them an opportunity, and... Uh, Done well. What can you tell us about Connor and Jaden? Obviously, it's your, your first choice front two are both out. What's the, what's the news with Connor first? Uh, Connor's just been feeling his hamstring a little bit this week, and uh, game come game come too soon. Hopefully, it's not too serious. Uh, hopefully, he's available for Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just couldn't. I just wasn't ready for the game. Couldn't take a risk on him. So obviously, it's disappointing when. You know, you're, you are missing your front two because that takes a lot of goals out of our team, doesn't it? How did Jaden go on with the specialist? Uh, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation with Jaden. The type of injuries that he's got is uh, it's not straightforward. So we're, um, you know, we're hopeful to have him back um, before too long. But it's something that we need to we need to get right. Uh, physios could could tell you more about the injury line. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but. Um, in layman's terms, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one that we have to have to monitor carefully and hopefully have him back sort of uh, within the next few games. Finally, because I know the Moose will be impatient. Um, what can you take from today for the rest of the season? There's only a couple of games where Charlton has just been edged out, last couple in the league, but performance levels, especially today, was right up there. Can you take that back into your into your league form now and even perhaps a Papa John's trophy as well. Yeah, of course. I just keep saying to it. I feel like I'm stood here after the Wiccan game again. Like I'm saying the same things, though. We've been dominant in the game, and uh, if we keep playing like that, we will win more games than, than we don't. That's for sure. But uh, it's another one that I'm stood here saying that we should have won, not even drawn. Like we should have won that game, and uh, we haven't. We've got we've got done one 0 when we're out of the cup. So. It's bittersweet. Like I'm really proud of the performance and proud of my players. But at the same time, like, I'm, I'm disappointed because we should, we should be through. We should be in the next round, but we're not. So we have to look at ourselves for that and ask ourselves what we're going to do better. But yeah, I can take heart. I know if we keep playing that way and they keep giving me what they're giving me. Then then we're gonna we're gonna be all right. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. There, heads it away. Can Lee pick it up? Yes, he can. Ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side. He's in space. Washington into the area. He goes. Can he drill it home? Yes, he can. Oh, Connor Washington puts on, tune it up. And could that be the game? A lovely ball out. Connor Washington on the run. Burstow is in the middle. But Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. We're looking back at the FA Cup defeat against Norwich City at the Valley. 38 places between the two sides uh, in the pyramid before kickoff, but we wouldn't have known it judging by that performance uh, from the Addicts. They gave it a real good go, uh, Charlton, but they were knocked out in the end. Um, I mean, Jacko, rightly proud, but at the same time, when you hear his reaction there, Tom, it was frustration because... I mean, he he didn't really see it as a game like us fans do, where we go, what, we're playing a, a, a Premier League Norwich City, really proud of what we did. He's just looking at where, you know, he's proud of the performance, sure, but he's looking at the shortcomings and thinking, actually, we're similar to what we've seen in, in recent league games. So it's, it's great to see him sort of um, looking at the game like that and, and not accepting just playing well if we're not going to score and, and make the most of it. Yeah, and he's obviously got to think about Crew and Cheltenham this week because... You know, they're back to the league, which is where our focus is. And if we're going to win those games, obviously we need to score goals. And we haven't been doing that recently. So for him, he can be pleased with the performance and rightly so. But he's got to be thinking, right, how do I now get goals into this team? Because as I say, you want to be, we want to be at this show next Sunday talking about six points from, from two games. And as I say, we're only going to do that if we get the goals. But I think that disappointment, I said it to you boys just before we started the show, I went into this game thinking if we lose, I'm not really going to be that bothered. But actually, by full time, I was I was really frustrated we'd lost that game because I didn't think we deserved to. So I'm sure there's an element of that in there. You know, he says in his press conferences, he goes out to win every game as well, which, which you'd obviously expect. He picked a strong side. Um, but as I say, if you're not scoring goals, then that, that is going to be a concern for him. And I know it sounds like Connor will be hopefully back for crew. You'd certainly think by next weekend he'll be back. Jaden, we just don't know about. But, you know, if that's the case, then he, as I said a bit earlier, he has to find a way to get goals out of midfielders. Like, do we need to try and get Lee a little bit further forward? Or for me, it's just taking that shot and making that decision. Because the same thing happened against Wickham last week where we're getting around the edge of the box. And, and yes, Wickham closed us down. But there are a couple of times today where we were on the edge of the box and people were just afraid to shoot and maybe that's part of the problem as well. So, yeah, he's always going to be looking forward and always thinking about the next game because he's the manager. And as you say, us fans, we can have a luxury of sort of reflecting on a good performance. But for him, it's about the points. And as I say, when it comes to Wednesday night, we we need to score some goals. So I'm sure that's what he'll be thinking about. And, and how does he get that out of the team on uh, on Wednesday? Hmm. And, and as Tom's mentioned there, Nath, obviously there, there, there will be a case that we're likely to be without Jaden for the foreseeable. I think, you know, Johnny's not giving a great deal away other than saying it's a bit of a complicated one, which isn't mm. 
I don't know. When I, when I, when he said that to me, I was sort of doesn't sound too good. With with Connor Washington, he says hopeful maybe he might be back for Wednesday with a tight hamstring, but you don't risk these things, and I wouldn't be shocked if he wasn't. So that is going to be a bit of a pickle for us over the next few weeks. It is. I mean, because the options we've got at the moment is, as we saw today, we've got Leko who can play up there, um, but he's not a sole striker. Um, we've got Mason, as we've already mentioned. He's played a lot of minutes. Um, he was cramping up. So, um, And then you've got Davison, who, you know, I thought there was going to be a little bit more from him. I think there was a couple of games he played all right, but and I think his last performance in um, in the league wasn't much to be desired. But So, yeah, we are in a bit of a conundrum at the top end of the pitch, and, and it shows that by us not scoring many goals. But at the moment, we don't really much... Uh, don't really much. Don't really have much of an alternative. So we need to make it work. And what we did today is we to try and get in the channels. But we need either Mason or Leco if they do start on Wednesdays. One of them needs to stay a bit more central because they're quite similar. They're quite similar. I know obviously Mason's a bit bigger uh, than than Leco, but yeah, we just need to try and find a way of playing. And maybe we need some others to sort of chip in. You know, Gilby's. You know, he scored the other week, but maybe we need some more. Which Lee nearly did today, but we we just need to sort of contribute a little bit more apart from Perrin because I don't think Perrin is probably up there with uh, <laughs> in terms of goals this year. So um, he's got four, isn't he? It's not yeah. far off Connor and well, he's a little bit far off Connor and Jaden, I guess. But um, I, I must be the third highest goal scorer off the top of my head without having the stats in front of me. Um, let's have a look at some of the messages then that have come in. The Laps Nerd on Twitter uh, says we were the better side for a massive majority uh, of the match. It was one of the best performances I've seen from the club in some time. Super proud of the boys, and if they can play like that the rest of the season, then the top six might not be out of reach just yet and that is something you'll hear I did ask Jacko at the end of the interview Tom but I mean there's always conversation when you have a good cup performance about will this now translate into a league display I mean will will they look at that performance against Norwich and think yeah we're going to crew now let's play like that and we'll win 4-0 I think they should certainly go out of today's game with some confidence you see the reaction of the fans at the end of the game nobody in the stadium was disappointed with that chart and performance. I don't think they, as I said earlier, handled themselves amazingly well against for all we, we slag them off and rightly so they are a premier league side we've gone up against. So yeah, I think, I think it, it can do, but as I say, I don't think there's been a whole lot wrong. I know this kind of split opinion last week, but I didn't think we were that bad last week either against Wickham. So I think those performances have been there anyway. It's just about, um, as I say, that really the only difference in recent weeks has been the lack of goals, and there's a very clear reason for that. So I'd like to think that the confidence is still up in that dressing room, and certainly there's nothing today that should dampen that confidence because they played very, very well. Um, and it just it's just the case of getting the ball in the net on Wednesday night. So, yeah, I think they'll go there with, with high confidence. Lovely stuff. Right, Chris says uh, we need to get a striker. Uh, enough said and that is a bit of a recurring theme in, in some of the messages we've got Jimmy said we were the better side no question about it we play with Stockley and Washington and it's an easy win one of these days uh, where the score really doesn't reflect the performance still a very entertaining game in the words of my mum uh, at least you still have the Mummers and Papa's Cup there we go that's a new name for it as well we've got loads of them um, uh, yeah I think Roger wants to see the striker coming in before Wednesday if there's any any chance of that happening Gower uh, says, I thought we put in a good show against a team who are realistically a championship side. Showed what JJ uh, is about. Certainly played for the shirt. Uh, just lacked a bit of quality up top. Good to see us actually get some shots away uh, as the last few weeks we've been so shot 
shy. Uh, James said, we played well and looked uh, by far the better side for most of the game. Defence uh, broke up playing nicely. We held possession well. Nice chances uh, in the box, though, went unfinished. Another 1-0 uh, clearly demonstrating the need for an option uh, at striker. Finished a chance in the first 45 and we would have gone through. Johnny uh, says, uh, never thought I'd come away from that feeling disappointed with a loss uh, against Premier League opposition uh, and points uh, where we were by far the better team, but we just didn't have the experience to put it away. He shows that we need a striker even more so now with Stockley and Washington out. Simon says, much the better side um, for a long periods of the game. Uh, but as uh, with last week against Wickham, we lack a cutting edge in front of goal. Lee does a lot of good work, but his deliveries from set pieces has been below par uh, for a few games. Now, having said that now, uh, very proud uh, of the team. Stuart says we need to find a goal scorer to complement all the hard work uh, that the boys put in today. It was a good performance from the lads. So Les says, I'm not sure we served. Uh, sorry, I'm not sure we deserved much uh, from the game, uh, but don't think they deserve to win it either. If we weren't so toothless up front. We could have won, but without Jaden and Connor, we never really looked like scoring a draw. would have been a fair result, and there is, of course, always uh, the Pizza Cup. A couple more messages as well. Get ready, Nathan. Uh, Ali says, um, spoke to my dad after the game. He was listening to the BBC London commentary and was very complimentary about Louis and Nathan, uh, who he described as obviously not a neutral. Uh, but mentioned Nathan shrieking when someone went in for a tackle. What was all that about? Um, and then Ashley says, uh, we didn't deserve to lose on another day. Parenter's header goes in and we have extra time. Just how it goes. Also, Nathan on the commentary almost gave me a heart attack and blew my ears out with that late tackle from the Norwich player towards the end of the game. Nathan, got any ideas what they might be talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to apologise to any listeners that uh, I seem to, every time I seem to go on commentary, there's always something that mm. I do is um, I bit... lasted it all the way to the end. Yeah. <laughs> It's unfair, isn't it, that it was only those who listened to it live got to hear it, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a uh, that is an unfortunate um, occurrence. Oh, yeah, here we go then. Oh, no. Turns beyond his man, Lee, hugging the left touchline. Claire now, back to Elliot Lee, space to run in. Oh! Horrendous challenge. <laughs> That's from, dangerous. Yeah, it's a left-footed swipe <laughs> from Jacob Sorensen. At the very minimum, it will be a yellow card. <laughs> My pregnant wife. <laughs> Yeah, you, you scared the life out of her as well, Nathan. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> well, the thing is, is just for the context, that was literally the foul which led to Hendo coming up and taking the uh, the free kick where we subsequently hit the bar. But, yeah, I just sometimes get a bit um, too in the game, forget where I am sometimes. <laughs> and uh, So I apologise if I did scare anyone, if I broke any uh, glasses or smashed any windows because of that high street. I didn't know I could go that high. I've done it before. <laughs> But I didn't know I could do it that high. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, apologies to anyone who uh, who have uh, damaged their ears. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, uh, we've got another interview uh, for you guys. After the game, uh, Ryan Innes came out to speak to Charlton TV and then myself uh, afterwards. So, we've got Ryan speaking about the game to Charlton TV. Then I just uh, picked up a couple of questions uh, afterwards. But this is, uh, first of all, Ryan uh, on his thoughts on the cup loss against Norwich. Yeah, it's, it's very disappointing in, uh, given the way we played. I think the boys were excellent all over the park, the way we started, the crowd got behind us. But um, I think the gaffer mentioned it, we can see it in the change room there. Obviously, the last few results by the MK Dons run, our, our performances um, have been a lot better than the result we've ended up with. But it's about winning football matches at the end of the day. You certainly set the tone for an FA Cup clash in the opening 10 minutes of the attack. And I imagine after the last few months, probably been a bit frustrating. How good does it feel to be back on the pitch doing what you do best? Yeah, it's brilliant. I just, listen, I, I want to be out there as much as I can. I just want to thank the... Um, staff, especially the physios and, and the doctors, just giving me everything I need, obviously. I want to be out as much as I can. It's frustrating 
I think at times people forget that no one wants to be injured. I want to be able to give everything I've got, but it's not about me. Um, it's about the team, obviously. They've given me the platform to come in and they've been playing well, so it was um, it's easy to slot in. But to go in, I, I knew what my job was, whether it's on the left side, middle, even coming on up front. The, the boys have set the tone and it's given me the hunger to come in and, and do the business. Looking back on those 90 minutes, it felt like a display that epitomised the Charlton DNA and ultimately the difference being just unable to break that deadlock and find a clean finish. Yeah, it's like what I said, you can play as well as you want, but if you, if you don't get the three points in the league or, or advance to the next round, then, um, in a couple of weeks' time or a couple of months, you look back at the fixture, it's, it, it's, still, uh, it's still a loss. But take nothing away from the application today for the boys. I think if we can now that again on Wednesday against Crewe and going into the weekend, I think you know we can we can give other teams a, a real. Uh, how how are you feeling after coming through the, the the last couple of games? Obviously, you've got an hour on Tuesday and then 70 minutes today. So you feel like you're getting closer back to the full fitness now? Yeah, of course. I, I thank the club. Obviously, they're managing me. I've come off at, at different times in both games. Um, I'll go out there and give everything I've got and I just want to keep building building my fitness but um, I think we've got to be smart you can't just go out there crash bang wallop and, and do as long as we can we're just looking at the fixtures and and we're going to see what entails for me moving forward but um, whenever I'm selected I'll, I'll try and give everything I've got You weren't afraid to dive into a few challenges as well the Ryan Innes that we've known and loved since you've come to the to the club Yeah that's it I'll, I'll always be the same I think you know I can be smarter in situations Maybe why I've had a few injuries in the past, but sometimes uh, needs must if they're breaking through. And uh, these leng- long legs have paid dividends for once, getting the ball there. Yeah. You talked about, obviously, your future. I guess the immediate future is about trying to break back into the, the first team. Now, you've had, you had minutes at Plymouth when you came off the bench, obviously. And is it a back three? There's three spaces available. Do you like playing in that system? Do you feel like you could fit into that system? Yeah, I, I want to test myself. I want to play anywhere, whether it's in the middle out on the left, out on the right. Listen, the boys have done terrifically well, but it so happened today that Atkins obviously couldn't be selected because of his parent club. So obviously, however the opportunity comes around, you need to you need to take it. And obviously, I wanted to do myself justice today for however long I was out there, and um, I hope I've done that. And obviously, in terms of longer term, am I right in thinking your contract's up at the end of this season? So that means this rest of this season about making sure you yeah, play yourself into yeah, getting an offer yeah you've touched on it there listen I've got goals I've set goals for, for this year um, I absolutely love it I'm not just saying that so the club have looked after me so it's all about getting appearances and uh, setting a benchmark for myself and hopefully earning uh, the extension that the club have got on my contract yeah, I was going to say is there like a trigger to yeah I, listen I might obviously speak to my agent but I know the club have got an option um, so if they were to take that up I'd be over the moon but also you know obviously I've got to give myself a platform for whatever the future holds but I want it to be here but if I can stay fit and, and play games it gives myself a real chance wherever it may be but I hope to see it yeah. mm, really really interesting stuff there Ryan um, you know it's getting to that stage of the season now where we start to ask the players who are going to be out of contract about their hopes and dreams for the, the, the next season and whether they're going to try and play for a contract and with Ryan it's a very interesting one of course because he's been so unlucky uh, with injuries, Tom. So for him now, it's all about trying to prove his fitness. And, you know, I, I think he's worth to the team. I think that's known. I think if he's fit enough to play, then performance-wise, we'd keep him no doubt. But for him, it's about trying to prove that fitness. There is a, an opportunity for the club to trigger something. Or if Ryan, you know, if Ryan plays well enough, he can f- almost effectively force him to trigger it by by s- making himself unreleasable. Yeah, uh, I think you're spot on with all of that. I think in terms of what he offers the side, uh, there's no doubt he's a good player at this level. Uh, as I say, some of the tackles he put in today where I was convinced that they'd managed to get away. And he, even in that first couple of minutes, he put a real cruncher on their number 10, 
to put the ball out for a throw and just let him know he's there. When he came on against uh, Wickham last week, he was you know proper chasing some of their players down when he was up front. So when he's on the pitch, I think he's a real handful. Uh, he's got that aggression, which I like. Uh, he's surprisingly quick as well. And obviously he's got that height as well and that physicality. So ticks every box for me, other than, as you just said, his, his fitness. Um, and he's been very unlucky with the injuries. And we've had that before with players. And you've got to decide whether really you can take that risk because you probably have to bring in another centre-back as well to make sure that you've got that cover there. So uh, personally, I think he's worth keeping, uh, particularly if he continues to play for the, for the rest of this season without any too, many, too much trouble. Um, I think he's worth another season at least. But um, yeah, that's what he needs to prove because ultimately if he's only going to play 10-20% of every season probably not worth the investment and you go and look for somebody who's a little bit more reliable but quality is there to see so yeah I hope hopefully those injury worries are behind him now uh, and if he can just work on it on that fitness and be a bit more consistent in terms of game time then there's a very good player in there for mm. sure I mean obviously Nathan we knew we were going to be without Akin Fainwo today so if this was a league game you'd imagine Akin would have started ahead of Ryan Innes and Sean Clare's done brilliantly on the right-hand side of that back three. But, I mean, can you see a, a scenario in which he does play his way back into contention for the league games this season? Uh, possibly. I think, I think the good thing, the thing is with Ryan, he's such a threat in both boxes. Um, sometimes in his own right, becomes a little bit undroppable. Um, and it's just a shame if you guys have spoken already about his, you know, his injury record, which is unfortunate and, you know, it happens. But there could be. The only thing for me is if you do play with Akin, Piercy and Ryan, what you lose, you lose quite a lot of maybe athleticism, I'd say. You know, I mean, obviously Piercy done well today, but he's probably not... Not the most, isn't gifted with pace. Ryan isn't a slouch, but again, he hasn't got too much pace. Rackin is. But I think the way that Sean's playing at the moment, he's playing like that sort of, not as you know extensive as how Sheffield United play with the wide centre-back, but he offers that sort of balance because you can go to from a three to a four with and without the ball with a back four. So I think he just offers that little bit of flexibility. But there's by you know, it wouldn't surprise me if if he stays fit and we can play for it at the back, we'll see it. It just it might just need to re, we might need to adjust the balance a little bit in terms of our midfield. Um because I don't know if Sean likes playing there. Because obviously he came to us from Oxford because he didn't like playing right back. But he's been absolutely brilliant since he's come in. So hopefully Ryan can stay fit. I just think it's the case with Ryan is that we can't rely on him to do Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, um, which I think at times we, we tried to too much, um, but we didn't really have much alternatives. Mm, lovely stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the emails <clears throat> that have come in as well. Alan said, Jaden and Connor played today and we would have won nothing between the two teams on the day. The difference between our players and Norwich is that their touch is better uh, on the ball uh, being in uh, the higher up leagues. But other than that, Norwich will not win another Premier League game uh, this season based on that. Needed their better players on to turn it uh, their way, but felt the longer, uh, again, that we don't score, that they would end up with a goal. We gave it a good go, uh, but we're just missing the final ball and the goal. Carl, uh, sorry, Michael says, a disappointing uh, result, but we gave a really good account of ourselves today. Stand-up performances from Dodson and Claire in particular. So close to getting that equaliser and triggering limbs at the end, but it wasn't meant to be. With Stockley and Washington in the team, we probably would have won it. Urgently need cover for them. Even Norwich should be down in League One, or we're back at Premier League standard. 
again, I mean, how, how do you how how do we pitch that Norwich side, Tom? I mean, they're they're not a Premier League standard side, unfortunately. I like Dean Smith as a manager. He said something weird afterwards, though. I mean, I, I almost played the clip, but he implied that we didn't create a lot of clear cut chances. I don't know if that was him just trying to rewrite history ever so slightly, just because Norwich have scraped past us there. But I mean, it, I, I can't imagine he would have seen that first half and been overly delighted with what he saw. And maybe it was just a little bit of managing his side and just uh, just taking taking the win basically and trying to get hope that they take some confidence out of that into going to play West Ham on Wednesday night I think that's exactly what it is he's a smart enough manager to to know how that game played out and I think when he goes home he'll admit that they didn't deserve to get through that round but you know he's doing that thing I think of protecting his players and just trying to as you say breed a bit of confidence and and maybe make out it, it was better than it was um I went with a couple of friends or a friend who's a Norwich fan and she said that they're like that every week. You know, they're, they're just not a good side. There were a couple of Norwich fans replied to my tweet and said, we're like that every week and we didn't deserve to win. As I say, I don't think I'm overstating it to say they're one of the worst sides I've seen down there this season and, and they're supposed to be in the Premier League. It's Yeah, it, it must be hard for them because then, as you say, when they get to the Championship, they, they kind of walk it every year. So they're a really weird side. But for me, they just don't, I just don't really know what they're doing. They just don't look like they've got any sort of plan at all. Um, and obviously they've won the game. So I feel a little bit silly saying all this, but they're just they're just not good. I can't, honestly, I'm trying to think. And I know Ipswich were bad as well. So maybe it's a East Anglia problem. But uh, Cambridge United did, did all right, <laughs> didn't they? But those two together were just awful. Yeah, I, did, I was going to say Cambridge uh, flew the flag for that part of the uh, Dimi Mitoff in particular made some wonderful saves, the former Charlton goalkeeper uh, up at St. James's Park. Right, Carl said a cup game uh, where the team gave their all but fell short. I am probably in the minority, but I felt disappointed uh, with that second half display after bossing the first half so well. I think we got a bit carried away at the start of the second half and by giving the ball away a few times in our final third, we allowed them to grow into the game. The bigger worry for me is it's the third 1-0 loss on the spin. And the fact it's stupid mistakes in matches that are costing us the games. Uh, the goal itself came from a mistake between Gunter and Pierce, with them going for the same ball on the halfway line, and um, when they're then a man short at the back after they run each to each, run into each other. Uh, as an attacking threat, we looked poor. Uh, again, we worked the ball into great positions, but Leko, a DJ, a Gilby all failed to look up and pick out their man, and the chance has gone. Our set pieces reached a new low. Not only does Lee not beat. Uh, the first man we are now playing it around and losing it that free kick at the end of the first half was ridiculous we had everyone up Leon Dobson mess around with it and then the ref blows up for half time I can't blame the players for their effort today but mistakes uh, continue to cost us at both ends I mean obviously you know we, we, we will make mistakes unfortunately we are a league one side uh, that, that half that corner at half time goes without saying that was very silly um, but yeah I mean you can understand the frustration with, like we say it is, sometimes it is with us recently a final third thing we've mentioned they've I mean, our midfield doesn't score enough goals. That that goes without saying. Yeah, we don't score enough goals for sure. And when you can look at the, uh, when you look at the attributes of our players, you know, Lee Lee scored goals before. Gilby scored goals for MK Dons, and um, for whatever reason, we, we, it's not happening at the moment. Um, there's still time, um, and now it's a it's a perfect time for them to try and get onto the to the score sheet and try and help the team out. But that's it's hard because I don't want to criticise the midfield for not scoring too much because they're doing so well in all the other sort of aspects of a play, those three, because they've sort of been mainstayers or the first names on the team sheet, really. So, yeah, it's gonna, it's, drif- it's tricky because I understand the point as well. It is disappointing, but I think in a weird way, it's 
being disappointed in the right way or for the right reasons, if that makes any sense. It's not, you know, disappointed because we got battered and conceded a last-minute goal. We we literally, it was good value for money and we've just, that little bit of quality let us down on the day. So, but we go again, go back to training and we'll try and turn it around on Wednesday. Mm, right, and Andrew says... Uh, at half time, he said the best bit of today's game. At half time, the guy that does the sprinklers turned them on the Norwich subs warning up on the pitch twice. Uh, the blonde player with a man bun uh, got quite annoyed. Also, the touchline spat between a Norwich player and one of our subs, Gunter. Yeah, it was Gunter and Hanley, I think it was. Uh, and then he says, not so enjoyable. We could have played all day and not scored. Our subs weakened us, but bringing Pookie on strengthened then. Uh, great show. That's from Andrew. Yeah, cheers, Andrew. Yeah, I missed that spat, Tom. I don't know if you had a better view than I did. I was sort of updating my notes, but it seemed to be Hanley and. And Chris Gunter got into a bit of an argument about something. Yeah, the the ball went out for a throw in, and I don't think it looked like Gunter was just trying to pick the ball up to give Hanley it back. He certainly weren't trying to keep it or time waste or anything. But Hanley sort of, I think Gunter was sort of bending down at the time to get it, and and Hanley just pushed him over, which obviously made Gunter fall over, and then he got up and and squared up a little bit. It was, yeah, I mean we know what Hanley's about. He's a that sort of player, any. Um, just winds people up and yeah I don't think Gunter did anything wrong but Hanley was clearly annoyed I think about how Norwich were playing so maybe just letting out a little bit of frustration because it was still nil-nil at the time um, so yeah it was a little bit of, of something and nothing really but uh, I thought the ref was a bit strange in how he managed the game anyway because he seemed to, well he booked uh, was it Ryan Innes got the booking very early on uh, certainly someone did and then there were a couple of other bookings for our players but I felt like Norwich were making very similar challenges and not really getting cards so it was a bit of an odd one but I'd have thought if you push over a sub at that point, then Hanley should have been booked. I know he got booked later on, so mm. yeah, it was a bit odd, really. But as I say, in character for him. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, um, we should look ahead, really. Crew uh, coming up on Wednesday. We're travelling up to the Mournflake Stadium, I think it's called now, up at, up at Crew, at Gristy Road. Um, you know, after the sort of uh, exertions today, Nathan, I guess that will be a struggle, but it is a three-day turnaround um crew haven't played this weekend uh so they'll be a little bit more rested um what sort i mean we we know what we're going to struggle with with strikers i mean the first question i guess is does does mason burstow start or does josh davison start alongside jonathan Lico? which is i'm guessing the way we're going to see it yeah i mean it, it depends i assume obviously if mason was cramping up um it just depends on how he recovers really and we've also got to try and not burn him out too quick because Obviously, he's still developing into a man and um, we don't want him to break down by overplaying him and then getting another injury when we've... And then we'll literally have, just at this moment in time, we've got Josh Davison and Jonathan Lecco. So, I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise me if he just goes for... Um, even if he goes to a, maybe Josh Davison and maybe Lecco or you never know. You Maybe he'll try and fit Charlie Kirk in somewhere. I don't know. But um, it's a... Yeah, I mean, obviously, Crew are sort of languishing down there. They've lost a few games. They picked up a win against Morecambe um, over Christmas, but yeah, they, they've had they've had some time off, so they could be a bit ring rusty. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if Davison gets a go ahead of uh, Mason Burst. I'm not saying Mason Burst don't deserve to start. I just think we've just got to be wary of of his minutes and the intensity that he's running. Mm, yeah, they've won three of their last seven, which is a marked improvement for. A crew side that had only won once in the league uh, before that the entire time, but I mean we put them to the sword uh, quite comfortably. Even even Nigel Atkins could beat Crew earlier on in the season. Um, I'd imagine Norwich would just about give them a game as well from what we've seen from both teams. Tom, I mean 
if I mean, I think we've both written, we've all probably just about written us off in the playoff race now. But I mean, if we are to play our way back into it, then away to crew is has to be a three points, if not four or five somehow. Yeah, and as you say, we've already beaten them once already this season. I didn't think they offered much then. So, yeah, we have to go and try and get free. As I say, I want to be sitting on this podcast next week talking about six points from the next two games because we can't. Uh, I pretty much have written the playoffs off now, but if we are going to make it, we can't really afford to lose many more games at all this season, which is obviously a, a tall order. So, yeah, you, you would hope um, that we can go there and, and give them a game. But as I say, the most important thing is is getting back amongst the goals. Um, and as I say, the, obviously you need to score to even have a chance of winning. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the side that he puts out. It'll be interesting to see if Connor is back in time. Uh, as you say, whether he goes with Davison or, or Burstow or, or mixes it up a little bit more. But whoever it is, as I say, we just need to, to start scoring again. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can start the week off with a win on, on Wednesday. That'd be Excellent good. Excellent stuff. Right, been a long old day uh, for me and Nathan, Tom. Uh, we've been at the game today, uh, done the podcast as well. Thanks to those of you who have tuned in uh, for this uh, this evening's show. And those of you who sent your messages in straight after full time as well. I've got a few, uh, few there. That was really good of you. Uh, to get in contact straight after the game. Thank you to Tom and to Nate for joining me today. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Absolutely a pleasure to speak to you both today. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday to look back at whatever happens against Crew, and then ahead, of course, uh, to the trip to Cheltenham on the weekend. We look forward to speaking to you then. Chalk-a-lite. Chalk-a-lite. Chalk-a-lite.